applause. There it is. The recap pod, Bo Rude, Nicholas Allen Baugh. A little Wisconsin recap. Are you good? I mean, I have dumbbells here in my house. You were doing okay. You got some curls in. You got some. You got some. I'm doing presses. curls right now. Can you do? Is that what we're going to be? We're the alpha. We're the testosterone-filled alpha male recap pod. That's what we're doing here. You know, Scott Frost says this off season's going to oh. be big. Got to hit the weights. <laughs> so I'm starting early. I'm starting right now. Oh man, did you ever succumb to the? I was always terrified growing up that lifting weights would would ruin your shot in basketball. Remember that? Like in the nineties, yeah, it that was, was that uh, was like the thought. It was like, dude, if you lift, you will not be able to shoot. Shoot, yeah, shooters in basketball in the old days that was the big fear. And I remember even having to talk to you about that, and you were you were skeptical. We were like, Nick, football's important. We need you to beef up, like, and you're like, uh, but my shot for Cause me because you, you would shoot baskets religiously every morning like yes. an hour yes hour hour and a half in the morning before every day of school and we were like we we're trying to get like, get some of that time to be lifting weights time <laughs> and you wouldn't get you're like no no uh, it was always bad there's nothing quite like the anxiety of a high school weight room where you got the full spectrum of people's physical capabilities and for the big thing people anybody listen to this that lifted weights in high school will know when you can finally put two plates, not not 225, I'm just a plate on each side, so you're yes. doing 135, that is a huge thing. Because there's something about the just how 225 plates look <laughs> on the bench. It's like, ah, look at that puss over there. We got if the If you factory. couldn't do a plate on each side, you almost didn't want to be in the weight room. No, if you, if you got to bench and you were doing 95, you and, just... And, and there's nothing about like just the look of like when you're doing 95 and you're and you're having to arch your back to like get it up. <laughs> See, I was a 95 bench press guy for a while. Yeah, when when you're pressing it up and your legs are wiggling more than <laughs> your legs and hips are wiggling more than the rest of your body, that's when with it's, 95 pounds, oh, that's man. such a bad look. But I knew the day I could get two plates on there, I was like, there's something about that you're like. Anybody that's got two plates on, you give them respect in the weight yeah. room. You yeah. you can respect what they're doing. Yeah. I think was the jammer a bad? Was that a pointless? So the jammer was basically like a machine that you would. It it, it looked like it all. It simulated like a football. Like the jammer a got a really bad reputation coming out of the the late nineties, early two thousands, because a lot of guys down at the university were getting. That, yeah, that the weird, Evans. Yeah, they yeah, got these like weird groin, groin deals, yeah. and they I think the blame got put on the jammer. And I don't know really? if it's the jammer's fault. It could be. Um, but that was sort of something that I remember taking the blame for it. And so I, I don't know. A lot of people then went away from the jammer. I never really spent much time with the jammer after high school. I didn't realize school. that was what – because I remember D'Angelo Evans was a guy that, that had that weird groin stuff. Yeah. And – I didn't realize the jammer was the that was the was taking the blame like that was the was the fall guy that was really? the Lee Harvey as Oswald the jury, as the jury reached a verdict on <laughs> D'Angelo Evans' groin. We the jury find the defendant the jammer guilty of ruining <laughs> D'Angelo Evans' groin. Is the jury a bunch of Valley girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a bunch of stuff I want to get to. We I mean we got to get to the what was the final score? Thirty-seven twenty-one. The Wisconsin Badgers. Came into Lincoln and won. A couple of things I want to talk about real quick. I did get word when I was at the Nebraska basketball game calling Fred Hoiberg's first win. Shouts out to Fred Hoiberg, Doc Sadler, and the whole crew for getting her done. But I talked to a young man there that asked me if I would be willing to be a guest on Husker Sports Nightly 
meaning Greg Sharp wants to talk to me, meaning that he is cool with my impression, which is a huge relief because you just, like we talked about when I would do my Greg Sharp, and Nebraska's going to win the football game. I, I was nervous that, oh, God, if this gets to Greg and Greg somehow thinks I'm like, making fun of him and don't like, like, it's not like that, man. It's not I like that. But I think the fact that you, you clearly know Greg's great at what he does. Yes. And it's almost, uh, it's a, a compliment that somebody's got a unique enough voice, like a signature voice. Right. That it's, you know I, I think many, it's you know how many just play by play guys are just forgettable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, you can't even like do an impersonation of them. You can't, they don't have any sort of quality. They don't got barbecue to he their voice. He doesn't have barbecue voice. That and guy's the, got barbecue. The guy that I talked to was like, your impression of Greg Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> he was lot. So, so I want to, I, 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 I'm excited about that. He should be selling barbecue sauce right now. We how, should how get him ins- a sponsor. How inside of every local Hy-Vee or supermarket around town, there isn't Greg Sharp barbecue sauce. Yeah, and just a big just poster of him, and he's just the, like... The bottle is like a microphone or something like that. Like, it's just... This is the barbecue sauce. This is the best. Sauce. It's going to be great. It's got sweetness, tangy. We got spicy. It goes on wings, tangy. chicken, ribs. Oh, my gosh. You all the barbecue sauce on burgers and fries. And just, just and the brass is going to win a football game. Oh, my God. He talking about barbecue sauce. So I'm excited that Greg Sharp is clearly okay with me. That's sweet. That is good. The other thing that happened at a Nebraska basketball game on Friday night was I ran into one Jake Muleheisen. And Mule told me that he was doing a one-day juice cleanse because Mule's getting ready to go to the Cayman Islands. So Mule's trying to get sexy for the Cayman <laughs> Islands. <laughs> one day. One so day? One day oh yeah, one day is going to do it for Mule. But he said, and I'm ready to put it in your face, he goes, dude, I'm freezing. Remember, you told me at my oh, first day yeah. of the juice cleanse, oh, I was freezing, and you that. tried to tell I'll me that, that I was being a soft. You pain. were. Nick Boss, Nick Boss' mental hey. game was weak, is what I was telling him. And so here's the thing if, you, if I'm being weak, that means Mule's being weak. But see, I'm you not, got a lot of people you're telling I'm not against weak. calling Mule weak, though. Okay. Either, so. I just want to let you know that now we have, we in my case study, <laughs> in my scientific study, three people me, Kimmy, my wife, and Mule. All got cold on the first day of the juice cleanse. We're going to find out because you are you doing this after Thanksgiving? As of right now, the the Monday after Thanksgiving, I'm still oh, planning on going. You call me it, on so. Monday and you're cold. You, I will words. not be giving you a blanket. I will not be giving you a damn thing. Okay, oh, man, I'm going to be eating my words. Okay, and then the other thing before we get into the game. You know, I was really into Scott Frost guns. Yeah, you haven't spoken about his well, guns in a I week mean, or it's two. colder out, so I haven't seen his guns as much. There's been he's, he's covering mm-hmm. them up. Hiding know? his guns. He's huh? hiding his guns, which <laughs> just makes me not happy. I met Fred Hoiberg. Homeboy has got some mitts. <laughs> I was almost like when I shook Fred Hoiberg's hands, I tried to not like my jaw was agape, and I wanted to look down at his hands and be like God. He had some banana fingers? Or? I mean, Fred Hoiberg's <laughs> hands are huge. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and not only the huge, he looked like if he was like, if he hit you with a y <laughs> to the face. I mean, he he doesn't look like... like, Fred, like Yeah, Fred I didn't think... Because he, he's like 6'5", yeah. right? He was... Everything about it, he was a bigger guy and then in person. And then when 
Well, I shook his hand. I was like, it was hard. You know, something happens here. It's like, don't, don't call attention to it. Yeah. I was just shaking his don't hands. Don't look hand. directly at them. I wanted to like look at his hands and be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got a date. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be your mitten. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for your mitten. But, man, that dude's hands were enormous. So my goal for you over the next six months is to is to meet Fred Hoiberg, shake his hands, and try to not just get distracted by the size of his hands. I mean, has he got Rondo hands? No. I do remember not shaking quite. Rondo's hands. Yeah. And we'd play. I was like, even during your, like, the quick, I was like, oh, my God. No, Rondo, his – I mean, he just – Different, different style of hands, but I mean, I just maybe I just wasn't expecting it, but it was well. Ba- so in, with basketball, that's such a huge advantage yes. to have like those big paws because then you can just, I mean, you can you, you can do that. The you rock, can control you know? the rock from wherever you wherever you're. And holding then it. before before we get into the game, can I just say, and because we've talked about this a lot with Frost, the thing that I just love about both the coaches at Nebraska, their guns. And I their love the guns in their hands. <laughs> all right, I love their hands and their guns. Oh. Basically, I want a shirt of Scott Frost guns with with Fred Hoiberg's hands touching his guns. I mean, Nick, that's what I want. This is that is, too much to ask? This is what all the men out there are just <laughs> they're dying to hear this type of talk. But yeah. hand and gun pack, you know. <laughs> I love kind of hands you got. But uh, you, you really hadn't talked about Scott's guns in a while, so this is a good. This is a, this good, a good. Yeah, we need yeah, to revisit to the back. gun talk. Uh, and now we got one more. One more. We need to be. We need. You know what? Here's what needs to happen. I don't know if it, I don't know the bowl sites. They need to get to a bowl that's a warm weather bowl, so we can get some like December guns. Well, we got to do our curls then right now. Let's get it done here. One, two, three. We're done. Okay, three. There we go. But the, real quick, the we really do I, have dumbbells in here. Curled a thirty pound dumbbell. What what I what I really like about Hoiberg and Frost, even McDermott for this case, uh, or in this case. They totally get what's important for players. Like, talking to Hoiberg, it was, you know, because Nebraska had lost their first two games and they hadn't shot it well. And, and the first thing he said was like, well, listen, he goes, basketball is a hard game to play when you're not confident. And we just aren't confident because we're not making shots. Yeah. And it was like, that was just that simple. Whereas, like, sometimes you can get all crazy of about, like, oh, we got to adjust how we're doing this and that. It's like, sometimes you just got to make shots and start to feel good about yourself. And I just, like, I, I think Frost, Hoiberg, they, they just understand the importance of confidence. They understand the importance of feeling fresh physically, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. I just like, I, I, I love, because you think like both these guys are players, coaches, and like, I just love that about both those guys. Well, and they, they were also elite players. I yeah. think that's a difference that there are coaches that have said, look, I, I played and they played, you know, at I mean, a place that, that it's, the it, competition's not as high or they weren't as big of a role. And, that still matters to play at all. Yeah, I really yeah, do yeah, think, yeah. but to be an elite player like oh, these yeah. two guys were, that's different. They have a whole nother sort of level of expect expectation that they've lived and, and gone through. And they know, they know what it's like to have to perform and the things you're thinking about on the higher level. Right. Too, Cause so. I think, cause even uh you could even <clears throat> think about some of the stuff that Frost talked about with Martinez after the game. Like, on just how much you forget how much those two guys can relate to each other right yeah. now, you know, which helps guide them. Okay. Wisconsin, Nebraska, 37-21. I, I think 
I don't know where you're – so you and I talked on Wednesday night, previewing the game. I thought Nebraska was going to lose. I thought there's a pretty good chance they were going to get beat pretty good. And I didn't think it was going to be like a you know a 50-burger or anything like that. But then you get the news that no Wandale Robinson and no Darian Daniels. And then no Carlos And no Davis. Carlos Davis. Like, I'm not sure, in particular, Wandale and Darian Daniels, for, for this team – you just were going to need Big Boy to hold up in the middle. And Maybe so, the two most important guys other than Martinez on the field. Other than Martinez, yeah. I'm not so sure if you had me go right down the guys that just cannot miss this game. I don't think I, I honestly think I would have wrote Wandale, Darian Daniels, and probably yeah. And so I'm not gonna lie, I braced myself for like, oh man, I thought this was gonna be bad. And now without those guys, they're they're gonna have to play really well to even hang in there. And with all that said, and we'll get into all of it, this loss and this game felt different than almost every other game this year where, sure, we don't want to become loser silver lining guys, but at the same time, like, I am not sitting down to do this pod. Usually when we see each other on Sundays, it's like body language is shitty and we're like, God, can you believe? Like, I'm not really – I'm not in that place right now. No, not at all. And, and it it does tell you where we're at as a as a team yes, and program. Yes, you can lose thirty seven twenty one. We're losing and we're 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 not upset with a loss. That's where we're at, which is not a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll start there. But you're right. There was a lot of really positive takeaways from this game. This felt more like Ohio State last year, where we go, oh, we we can play with them. Um. Wisconsin's a good team. They're are they 14th in the country, maybe? Yeah, something like that. 14th they, in the country, and yeah, 14th, correct. I mean, eight two, one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, and, and I think we had two of our best players, two of our four best yes. players on this team. We're not playing in this game, and we're probably looking back at this game, going, "Wow, we had a really good chance of winning that." Right. And so it is. I, I think the state of the program's not great. Where we're not that down after a loss, but like that was a step in the right direction. No I've question. seen one in weeks. That was the that was showing me uh, bright signs for the future potentially. It is amazing because what what we decided to do structurally was kind of just go through the game. I mean, I think there was enough in the game to kind of just work our way through it. But before we get into that, I do think there is like it is amazing that, and this just must be where Nebraska's at with how how thin their margin for error is. Where it kind of feels like the game came down to three plays: mm-hmm. the kickoff return, the tipped interception, and the twenty-yard sack. Yeah, like you, those three plays don't happen, and I think the game's completely different. And it's pretty remarkable how Nebraska just where they're at. Where because Frost had a line after the game was like. It, we're, we're really close, and we're also miles away at the same time. And I think that's kind of how it is, where it's like it, it comes down to like three mistakes, and that's enough for you to be down multiple touchdowns. Yeah, and, and that was kind of a good phrase, like we're this close, but we're miles away. You're this close because all these games are, it's a couple of plays, but we're miles away because we're always making those plays the wrong way right we're we're always yeah, it's not, not easy the, to, to so just, that's where we're a long ways away with not only culture but right and we'll get into this a little bit down the road but like right some of those guys that were in there just weren't good enough to make the plays that 
were there. Right. And then we'll go into that. So game starts. You get a pretty good opening drive from Nebraska moving the ball. Uh, it just looked and felt different. Like, didn't do you remember the scene? Do you remember the scene with the Lost Boys and and Peter Pan when one of the Lost Boys, the chubby one, is feeling Robin Williams' face and he's like, he's like, Peter, <laughs> there you are. I felt like I went to Adrian Martinez's face and I was like, oh, Adrian, there you are. Yes. Was it a what was it? What was? Tell me. I want two things. What was the biggest difference with Martinez's running? And then what were they doing that allowed Mills to get kind of like off tackle? Because that's not that's a good defense that Nebraska was like gashing on the ground. Two things that I, that I saw pretty quickly in that game. The offensive line looked sharp. Mm-hmm. The offensive line looked like they weren't getting pushed around. They were they were sealing blocks. They were just I feel like they were on their game. Because there was room, like there was Mil- room. Mills, a lot of Mills's long runs, like there was room for him to 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 rock. Yeah, but they did a really good job of scheming there. So a lot of those were like those off tackle wide or just around the edge, right. where they were not blocking a guy on the end, sealing everybody else and making that guy make a decision. And they just we were just beating them, like we were giving it to Mills and they weren't reacting. So we just did a really good job scheming, and our line blocked well. So those are the two things that that stood out right away. I was like, oh, we're our lines there today. So that was, I think, very encouraging very. watching the start of that game. The second thing is Martinez, you know, just a few little things you notice, he would pull that ball down and go get six sometimes. Yes. Go get six yards and it's second and four. And all of a sudden no we're not taking that bad sack or a bad throwaway or like a, a chance for a pick. I think just that that psychology of him just sort of going, I'm listening to people. Even though these sometimes people are overly critical, sure, they're not necessarily wrong. You got to be a little bit more decisive. Sometimes you got to just tuck it and and take those easy yards. And you know what? You don't make mistakes then. Well, I think the first play of the game was a five yard run scramble. Yeah, nothing there. He sort of nothing just, there. He just squeaked out, squeaked out, and gets five. And, and so then you're second you know, five. We talked about this months ago. There, you know the saying of like you never go, you'll never go broke taking a profit, mm-hmm. and like that's the that's just it. Like one of the biggest differences between when you watch Jalen Hurts play and you watch Martinez play is Hurts is always Hurts will always just go get five yards, go get six yards, go get. And I do think Martinez is probably a, maybe a better arm at times, just in terms yeah. of raw arm talent, and so maybe he kind of wants to kind of you know, drive the ball down the field. But I totally agree. I just thought there was more – there was a more decisive Martinez to run. And that, his clock – his you can tell they've been working on it. His clock is going, go take it quicker. Yes. He was thinking that quicker. So, um, for sure, those were two big, big takeaways that, that I think helped us early. And I know we're still in the first drive and they didn't even score. But uh, <laughs> with – was – I mean, we got to talk about Mills for a second because he, uh, I mean, 17 carries, 188 yards, 11 yards a carry and a touchdown. And do you think what, I mean, he's been, he's been coming along. Like he's gotten better each week. And then there's something to when you know you're going to get carries, you're going to be the guy. Like, what, I guess what did you, it's rhythm. I think there's yeah. a rhythm, even running backs. Like if you get a, one carry every quarter, 
it's a little bit hard to just sort of see the holes, you right. know, get your feel. I think you sometimes get in there and you just, especially Mills, he would just run hard and run into people. Right. Where, you know, he was, there were some big lanes today and he was hitting them. But then what I noticed about Mills today was it was his day. He was going to get the carries. And the more carries he got, the more tackles he broke. Right. So he was running through tackles today. Those arm tackles, I think, were getting him early this year. He, for whatever reason, found his like his ability to to wiggle to wiggle free and just to to make those five yard runs fifteen, right? And you know, then make that one fifteen a forty, and that's such a. Then all of a sudden, his confidence, like you say, we're talking about confidence, goes from there to there. Tell me about what's that like? Because you were a really good running back in high school what is the I mean it, it makes sense that obviously the the rhythm that you would you would get from just more like what is that is that kind of what you just described of I like what just, I mean you just start seeing just, like everything slows down a little okay. bit you see the holes more I think the you know it's just hard to come in and, and just have sporadic plays I just sometimes. think it's really hard I just I can only equate that to when you go from being the man getting 15 20 shots a game no different to, to getting you, I mean, you don't know. One you or two might threes a game three on kickouts. You make it or you miss it. Or and all and of a sudden, then, you're thinking about. It and much. then you then you maybe start hunting a little bit. And maybe that's the other thing too with like a guy like Mills. I don't think he's necessarily like this, but there's some guys when they know they're only going to get five carries in a game. Instead of sticking your head in and getting four yards, they want to try to make something happen because they know they're only going to get a couple of carries. Yeah, you're and, more likely to make the wrong decision if you only get a couple chances because you're you're. You're wanting too much usually yes. for those. So right, right. the more carries you get, the more you can just sort of be like, I'm gonna take what I, they they're gonna give me, and you know, and you get you get you you make more of those opportunities. And that that's what I saw of Mills is you could see he had the speed, he had the power. I don't know that we've seen the vision before, right. and today he showed or yesterday he showed a little bit more vision, and he really I think those things those those skill sets we've seen of him sort of shined. But he, he was breaking tackles. It, in a perfect world, moving forward, how is Wandale used? Like, do you a little you, of everything? Okay, because that like what it, I put mean, him, put him anywhere and everywhere and get him the ball twenty touches a game. Okay, because I mean, he's had to. Because I don't know if he's necessarily a guy that you want to line up at eye back and have him get twenty carries no, that way. I think he's a guy you give him five from eye back, five on sweeps. Five on, uh, you know, bubble yeah, bubbles and screens, and, and then five down the field. Because if you can get that guy twenty touches a game, awesome. Because because that's the other thing I thought was was exciting about that game was, you know, I don't know if Mill. I mean, Mills Mills showed like what he's maybe capable of. Yeah, and it's like, man, then that can allow Wandale to maybe go back to where he's at his best. What Wandale's at his best at, like what you just said, like getting him touches everywhere. He, he's our Mister Do Everything guy, and that that's what we'd like to use him for. So now, now I think the, the big challenge is is one of these freshman running backs or recruits coming in and getting another receiver to complement Wandale, Wandale and, and Mills, Mills. right? Because I don't, you know, I still think that Mills's game. Uh, I'm not enamored. I'm not like it's pretty. It's pretty meat and potatoes. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing because no. we needed a, like a bigger bodied meat and potatoes guy. But uh, you need someone to compliment him. That's not Wandale right. having to take all those uh, carries. Agree. Agree. So uh, <laughs> the score is zero zero, and Nebraska. And join us next off. week yeah. on the Nick Bob Podcast. <laughs> we'll take you through the whole second quarter. <laughs> 
coming up on episode two of Nebraska Wisconsin. What in the hell happened on the second possession of the game? Okay, so so who's gonna score first? So episode who three? is what's the first commercial? The TV timeout gonna be? So you get the Jonathan Taylor fumble. Then on so Wisconsin's first possession. Yep, they're driving it a little bit. Unbelievable catch by Taylor. And then I'm not sure if you rewatch the game. I mean, the fumble is un- is like how that thing hung in. Was, Remarkable. Oh. And then, so then they're just as like, so Nebraska recovers the fumble and drives down the field and punches it in. 7 nothing Nebraska. Okay, was there any way on earth we were not going to run on the one? Oh, God, no. I'm saying, yeah. like, uh, was it 100% that was going to be a quarterback run and punch it in? Yes. I'm, I'm saying there was no chance. <laughs> there was zero chance that wasn't going to be. But the... It, th- then you allow yourself to go. Okay, is it the is today the day? You had a good first drive. You you are the one that forced the turnover. You catch a break by that ball somehow spinning and staying in bounds. You punch it in. It's seven nothing. I don't know how the state. Were you at the game? No, I was. I you watched it home. At home? Yep. I mean, so I imagine the stadium's rocking. And then what happens? Kickoff return. A eighty nine yard kickoff return that just has been. That's Nebraska in a nutshell. Like, tease you, then oh, and two step forward, you know, one step forward, two steps back. I mean, it's been a theme all year. Nebraska's yeah. kicking situation is really not good. It, it's it's unbelievable how bad it is. I mean, it, it's unbelievable and how their timing has been impe- it's been impeccably bad. Unbelievable. Every time we need a, a big play out of the kick, they, not only do they not make a big play, they always make a bad play. And that's one that I think that that changed the game more than anything because we finally had something go our way. Yes. The, that fumble was one of the, like, the football gods gave you a play, and those haven't been going for us. And then what happens? We turn around and we give up a kickoff return. An 89-yard kickoff return where you had a chance to capitalize on the momentum. And then the other thing, too, was, and and granted it was early, but it was still one of the most important things, and Frost talked about this, was you you couldn't get to where you were playing from behind against Wisconsin. They're an impossible team to play against if you're playing from behind. Where they struggle is if they're behind. Because then they have to throw it, and they can't do it. And so – it was not only important because it's points, but it also was just the element of like the dynamic of the game changes. Uh, and so then on the next drive for Nebraska, another productive. They were converting third downs, mm-hmm. some third and longs. You know they had a they they converted a third and seven on a fifteen yard a sixteen yard run for from Mills, uh, but they ultimately go for it at the Wisconsin thirty three. Get stuffed on a, a Mills run. And turn turn the ball over on downs, mm-hmm. and then Wisconsin turns and drives the ball ten plays, fifty three yards, and bangs a field goal through to make it ten to seven. So not not the you know everybody's still yeah everybody's still feeling okay because I just like the way the offense was looking. the The they offense was moving the ball. The offense was moving the ball. So then on the ensuing possession, Nebraska's five plays, seventy three yards. And that that was I think you had the that was the play where Martinez punched it in from the two. The first oh, touchdown was the Mills no, yeah, twelve right, yarder right. on the direct snap. You're right, I got those two men. Yeah. But uh, Martinez punches it in, so now it's fourteen to ten. 
14-10 Nebraska into the second quarter. And a big part of some of these games was like hanging in there. And Nebraska was like, it was hard to not feel good about how that game was going. It was like, you just kind of eliminate the kickoff return and you feel like you dominated that first quarter dominant relative. That's how it felt because they, they really felt like they were dominating that game up to that point. And, and then the first really bad defensive play I thought happened on their 55 yard touchdown pass where just the tackling was not good. Where who was it? AJ Taylor bounced off a couple of guys. Cam Taylor had a chance to get in. Boodle didn't. Boodle mit, like I mean, so it was one of those plays that that should have been I mean it should have been like a 20 yard gain and you have some bad tackling. They go they go run it in and so now it's 17 to 14. And then here's the next big play. You get the tipped interception, and then Wisconsin scores in three plays. And all of a sudden, it's 24 to 14. Yep. And you're sitting there going, what the hell? We dom- So that's, that's this season, though. We, we actually outplayed them for two quarters, and it's 24-14. 24-14 with five minutes left in the second quarter. Because I, I, you know, I, I watched it all over. I watched it this morning, and you're sitting there. I literally hit pause and like took a moment, and I'm like, "This is unbelievable." And all it takes is three plays. It it's is three plays that 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 doesn't really happen with us right now. We're not a team where we're getting beat, but oh, three plays then go our way, and we're up 24 to 14. Never is going to happen to us this year. It's just it's. It, I mean, yeah, because the, the kickoff return, the long pass with all the leaky tackles. And the tipped interception, yeah, and you you know it's just it's demoralizing because you feel like you're really playing well and you're down fourteen because then Nebraska uh, punts on the next possession and actually thought the defense they gave up thir- the thirteen play seventy three yard drive but didn't give up a touchdown yeah and I thought there were numerous times where because even earlier I should have mentioned that like I, I thought the defense did a good job of holding them to three. I mean, there were two separate possessions where they held them to a field goal, which is huge. Yeah. So there was a chance, you know, it was going to be 31 to 14 at half, and it's 27 to 14 at half, and you're like, okay. It was a win. It was a win going into half to, to hold them to three. Yes. That was a big deal. Like, that was a psychological – that was good That was good to see that they weren't just going to let it – the floodgates totally – run open right? totally so they they held them so that was that was a good that was a win that, that was, was a, a good moral win. victory a little bit a little, where yeah. it's like it could have it could have been it could have been 31 14 and then you know you're really feeling you're not feeling good about it but it's you hold them to three 27 14 and you can you can be mad at yourself in the locker room but at the same time you sit there and go god damn 89 yard kickoff you have a kind of a i don't want to call the tipped interception like a a fluky it play, a bad but, it, play but I mean, though. it just, they, they tip the ball to the line. I mean, that's one of those you go, that happens a couple times a season. You go, darn it. Right. Nothing you can do. And, you know, and then if you just tackle a guy, you, you know, the, the game's a lot different. Yeah. If you tackle a guy and don't give up a kickoff turn, it's pretty much, you know, that's 21 points of theirs. Yes. You know, it's like, and so, you know, at halftime, the run, Mills was rolling. Martinez was, was, was rolling. The offense had moved the ball, but they had only, Scored 14 points, but then here comes the second half where Nebraska's been a bad 
third quarter team and a bad bad start. This felt like when when the half started, you thought in my mind, my cynical mind, I'm sure I was kind of like, you know what's about to happen here. Yeah. They're gonna march 75 yards. Jonathan Taylor's just gonna, you know, death of a thousand cuts, punch it in. It's gonna be 34 to 14 and the game's over. Yeah. What happens? Three and out. And you're like, okay. Nebraska's going to get the ball back, three and out. I mean, it was three plays, zero yards. Here we go. Nebraska then drives down, just is marching down the field. And then there is what turned out to be one of the, to me, one of the five defining plays of the game. First and 10 at the Wisconsin 24, Adrian Martinez takes a sack for a loss of 20. After, by the way, Wisconsin had to call timeout. They were getting – they were – because Nebraska – so it was, Martinez completed a, uh, a pass to Spielman. Then Martinez completed a, a long pass to uh, Kenawai Noah. And Wisconsin had to call a timeout because they were reeling. Mm-hmm. And then you get the 20-yard sack. And then, we, and then obviously Nebraska tries to get back into field goal range. They get it to a 41-yard field goal, misses the field goal. So all of a sudden – what could have been 27 to 21 or 27 to 17 is still 27 to 14. And then what happens? Nine plays, probably the worst the defense had looked yeah. up until that point where they score and it's 34 to 14. And it kind of feels like that's game. Oh. That was game time. Even though it was like they had opportunities, it was right. really that, that was enough. That was enough that you knew that it was over. Yeah. It's just, you know, because Frost said because they had time to talk about it because Wisconsin had called timeout, that he had talked to, you know, the Martinez, they wanted to take a shot on, on first down, and he had told Martinez, no turnovers, no, no sacks. sacks. And you take a 20-yard sack. And that's, I mean, in a lot of ways, that's the game. In a span of 10, in a span of 10 12 plays, that's the game. Yeah, it, it's just that's been the whole season though. Th- there's no room for error, and that that tells you, like, we're talented enough that we playing decent football should beat Indiana and Purdue. We're talented enough for that. Right. We're not talented enough to beat Wisconsin, Ohio State, you know, Penn State, or even maybe Michigan or Iowa, unless we play pretty much perfect, perfect right now. Because, I mean, we're only it's – it's a handful of plays that, we're, that are not going well, and we are losing by 16 points. And other than that, we were, like, winning the game, you know? Yeah, it, it just it – is, it is a sign of, like – the sign of – because we talked about this in, on Wednesday. The sign of, of a team that's just not very good right now is, number one, when it's something kind of different each week that, that yeah. hurts you – and then the other side is like how small your your margin for error is, and that's Nebraska right now, where it all of a sudden you know you're it's thirty four to fourteen, and you're just you're telling yourself like God it feels like Nebraska's actually played okay, and you're down thirty four to fourteen. Yeah, and so now the good news was that Nebraska then responded right back with a four play seventy five yard drive to make it thirty four to twenty one, and then the defense forces a punt, and then you get a couple. Then you get your two drives where Nebraska gets all the way down into the red zone and gets stuffed on a fourth down, 
on a, they, they went for it on fourth and fourth. It was constant 17. They tried to run Martin. I don't know if it was a design run or a pass scramble. I'm trying to remember now, he, but he got it was a, he kind of ran right into. I think that he, play. for some reason I don't think he like. I think he didn't know where the sticks were. I think he thought. I, I think he tried to go truck him and see if he could get. Yeah, he, but he wasn't he even close. To just be more elusive on that one. I, you know, and that's one I'm sure he'll want back. But yeah, it was just you know, but but and we'll we'll get into the play before that. That's one of the problem plays. Um, but you know, like we we fumbled on third and one, right. fumbled it backwards, almost lost the ball, and then it was fourth and four. Right, I forgot about White, that. Missouri. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about about some of those plays in a second. But yeah, it we we were still had an opportunity because then we're then we're down a, less than a score. We've been twenty eight to then yes. twenty eight thirty four, well, and you're a touchdown away from that, winning. That's the thing. It's like missing that field goal, like that whole sequence of missing that field goal. Then then. It for just your kicking situation in general has has impacted the way Nebraska handles red zone situations. Yep. You know because if you would have made that field goal, then you could have kicked another field goal, and you're and and you're within yeah, striking. We distance. missed two field goals, so that means we would have been at twenty seven already at twenty seven then, and we would have been within a touchdown anyway. So. Oh well, yeah, we probably would have had to go for it. But but it just alters everything. So then Nebraska gets stuffed. It's just amazing how few of Nebraska only had one, two, three, four possessions in the second half. But that's what they do, man. That's what they do. Wisconsin and Nebraska or Wisconsin then ten plays, seventy-two yards, five and a half minutes off the clock, kicks a field goal, thirty-seven to twenty-one, and Nebraska has a twelve-play, seventy-four-yard drive that ends. At the Wisconsin four-yard line, where Martinez, they go for on fourth and goal, has a little inside bubble screen to Wyatt Mazur, and I don't did did the O lineman that was out there miss a block? Yes, but Wyatt Mazur has to get it. If you're a player, so yeah, so and nothing against Wyatt Mazur. No, I this, actually like so Wyatt Mazur. We got to get into this now because that's the base. That's the game, right? The game's over. So so this this game showed me there's a handful of plays. Where you got to have some guys. Yes. And no offense to the White Mazur, that guy works hard, but you know he fumbled a kickoff, he fumbled on that third and one and cost us to be back into fourth and four, and then we give it to him on the goal line. He's got to get a yard, a yard, and he and gets and he gets stuck, stuck backwards by a, by a cornerback where like you cannot not get in there. How do you not? I mean, I, you got to find a way. You can't get tackled, and it, and I don't being little, like a shorter guy doesn't matter. Like Amir Abdullah gets in, Wondell Robinson gets in. gets in, Danny Woodhead gets in. Yeah, you got. We got to. You know, that's where we don't have any. We didn't have anybody else to get the ball to. And like I said, I, I don't. I hate even like calling anybody because that kid's a good kid. They get that kid. You know, he's a walk on to earn a scholarship. But that's a. We, that's a I mean, it's a, he's not a bad player. No, but he just but. That just shows us, though, like in crunch time, we had to give a walk on, a walk on running back, the ball when no, we didn't have anybody else with well, the with the juice to get it done. Explain you know? to me because that was one of the things that people talked about too. Was explain to me Mills not being not being in the game or getting a lot of touches on those final two drives. Uh, I don't know on the one, you know, when they sub or why on those because. Yeah, you know maybe Mills need a break, but I do know that Mills they don't want to throw it to. He, a that, ton. I guess that was my guess was 
any any package any passing package they don't really like having Mills on the on the. I field. think that includes pass blocking. I don't yes. know that he really that's one of his strengths right now is understanding the, the the blocking schemes and where he needs to be in the positioning he needs to be in. So I, I think there's reasons for that, but that just tells me our lack of depth that Nebraska doesn't have a guy they can give the ball to in those situations other than Mills on like a straight dive. Like, cause that was a good play call. I liked the call. We right. had a blocker out there. The blockers got to make that hard on the defender. And I don't care if there's no blocker. If you catch the ball on the one and you got to get, you got to get a yard. You got to find a way to get a freaking yard. I'm, I'm just trying to like, as you're talking, go through, I only count four carries for Mills in the second half. He had a long. He had. Some, he, had he had. He had. A, yeah. Well, I mean, he had the one. He had the 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 one sequence, the one drive where he had the sideline interference penalty, which is, yeah. I mean, inexcusable. But you had Mills had a long run on that, a forty three yard run on but that he drive. Stayed in bounds on that one. Where he yeah, kept yeah going? he he did that a good job staying like, in bounds, and then he like he kind of ran out on his own, though. right? But that was a hell of a run. Hell of a run, but like I'm saying, like you give you get in, like that's another thing. Like sometimes you. You got to get in, but I'm just I, I wish I, I I was hoping someone in the post game would ask about that. Just like why Mills wasn't in. I'm not sitting here because like I, I, I don't know. It's it's funny how you it's like the tone in which you because you're not like I'm not attacking fraud. I just am curious like what what yeah. I mean, and I, my guess is what we're saying of like I think it comes down to pass. They seemed like because the, they were doing a lot of empty. Yeah. They were doing a lot of and maybe it was just the package of plays was yeah. better for no White Missouri. No clue. I, I on those like I say I the only thing I question is who do you want getting the ball on third and one? And you wish you had more multiple guys you can hand it to, but he was basically the only guy I think I want running up up inside. But there wasn't much there anyway, Yeah, and, and the reality is, I mean, Nebraska is going to have the game was I mean, Nebraska going to have to so so Missouri gets in, they're going to have to convert a two-point conversion probably get an onside kick, then go score again and convert another two-point conversion. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, I mean, the game was – it's not like – Look, we, we weren't winning that game anyway, so it doesn't the game, matter. When it, when it was 34-14, to 14, the game was over. Yeah, but but it just – it shows you where – to me, it, the bigger picture is, well, one, I, I'm so impressed with Adrian Martinez staying on the theme of, like, why we got to get guys. Well, Adrian Martinez is really good. Yeah. He's a good player, and he just ran for basically 100 yards, threw for 200 yards against a really good uh, Wisconsin defense with no receivers. And, I mean, we couldn't even think about throwing the ball down the field. We threw it down the field to, to Spielman once. Right. But I'm talking like – Got Noah on one down by the goal line. But, like, we don't have, a, a like, a true wideout, like a split – like a, a true, like, X receiver we can throw it to. And we basically manufactured – this run game against Wisconsin. And I, I'm kind of impressed with our offensive line because Wisconsin had to know, like, we're not throwing it. Right. So we did all that running against them when they knew we were going to run it. And so that shows you, I think, what we're capable of. And now you throw in – You go we get can a get dude. some dudes get, yeah, on the outside guys. and get one more running back to kind of help that. I mean, we would have an arsenal. It, it is. We'd be tough. We'd it, be tough it, to defend. Yeah, it, it is – I thought Martinez, one of the things we talked about on, on 
these final three games and what's important. It's important to try to get to a bowl game for momentum and all those things. But I thought it was this was these final three games were important for Martinez and just kind of the complexion of that position and what that looks like moving forward. One game in to these final three games, it Martinez. I thought really showed like flashes of like, man, he still, he still he, is he got need, Nick, some, he needed that game as much as anybody. Cause he, he even that. talked about how he needed to find like that. He'd been kind of struggling and found his groove a little bit, which was good. But you know, the offense, it is, it is crazy how the offense can put up the kind of numbers they put up and do what they did. But then, you know, Dirk had a little, a little nugget of the Badgers crossed midfield eight times and scored six times. Nebraska crossed midfield eight times and scored three times. Nebraska's red, basically Nebraska's ability to convert points, whether it's red zone or whatever, has been really bad. I don't know what it is today. I was going to check it before we started the pod, but I, it slipped my mind. They were they're 12th in the Big Ten in red zone offense. Like, They've and maybe a lot of it goes back to the kicking game and and impacting things, but like you know the whole you know the whole Bo Pelini of you know it's not about yards, ma'am, it's about points. It's like Nebraska, yeah, they they racked up 493 yards of offense and averaged uh, you know an amazing per play average uh, against. I mean, they averaged 10 points per play or 10 points per or 10 yards per play after halftime. But I mean, they scored seven points and scored twenty-one points for the game. It's funny, you know, you 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 start going through those first handful of draw, and you like, and I, I started this. I wrote down red zone offense because it that I was something I wanted to come back to. There's no question. There's two things that need to happen with this offense next year. One, they need to get some some more weapons, and that needs to be addressed. And two, they need to work on the red zone offense. And I think those yes. two things complement each other. So more be- better players mean you're going to break more tackles, score more touchdowns. You'll be able to throw fades. You'll be able to do more things. Yeah, and you're, you're just you're you're harder to defend. But two, the same thing. Like just the philosophy of like we have to get points when we're down here. They got to really spend some time. I think focusing on red zone offense more than anything. Totally agree. Anything else? So red zone offense is maybe sort of their like their four minute offense at the end of the games. Those are really. If you're going into an off season, right, of like that's, four or five things that you, yeah, number one and number two is red zone offense, and two is probably your you know the game management offense time that four minute totally run. Those are the two things that I think that I see as an issue. Like you, you get some more players are going to help both those things, but right. man, like I, we we have been historically bad. In, in the, the red, red zone, zone this, this year. year, totally. Historically, I, like it's funny. It was the turnovers? first thing. It was the. It's turnovers? funny how. Our, yeah. Oh man, it's Tur- funny how our notes are probably the same. It was one of the. It. it was one of the first things I wrote down after the game was, in all reality, and and you know, go back to the Purdue game. You know what? Honestly, what the difference in that game was was Purdue scored in the red zone and Nebraska didn't. Yeah, like that's the game. That's and, it's been a bunch of games for us. Like. You know, you go in the Indiana, like we turn it over in the red zone. It, we do. We're just. We've been historically bad with this red zone offense, and there's there's a lot of reasons. Probably one A is just we are we got to have more weapons because right. that we when there's all of a sudden there's less space to 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 defend, and it really gets tough for us without weapons. So the I want to talk about Martinez for a little bit longer before we get. I want to get into the defense and a couple other things, and then we'll then we'll 
wrap this bad boy up. But uh, with with Martinez, there there felt like because we even talked about it at times throughout the year. Like, damn, is is Frost developing a blind spot for Martinez? Is he is he uh, is he just hitched his wagon too much to Martinez to where he's not seeing mm-hmm. it clear? And even you you had the anecdote where Frost talked after the game of saying like, uh, you know he you know basically was saying that I it's been Martinez has been criticized a lot. I went through it when in '96 we were 11 and two, and I was the most hated man in the state. Like. I think, like I said back in September, he sees, he looks at Martinez and I think he sees a little bit of himself. And, but then you see games like that and you're like, that's, that's, that's all. There's also the talent aspect of like, this is why Frost is just totally committed to that guy. And he's a true sophomore, 19 years old. Like, so it's just a weird. I guess it's just this guy, there are moments uh, you're like, "Damn, Scott, what are you seeing?" And then you see, then you watch some of these other games. You're like, "Damn, that's well, what he's seeing." And then the other thing too is like the thing that the thing that kills me is we and and ultimately you can only go off of games because it's all we see. But at the end of the day, like we all speak like we see practice every day. No, exactly. Like there, there's this assumption again. The whole like the backup quarterbacks always that you know it plays into the psychology of like fans of like they think that the backup quarterbacks you know. Tom Brady sitting there waiting to go in. And it's like, you don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, there's this yeah. idea that, like, you, this whoever would go in other Martinez be, would be a baller, and it's just not like that. Yeah, those guys see him every day. He, he was awesome last year. Yes. As a true freshman. He struggled. But there's no question that, that he still has the talent. They've seen it. And they know it's – there's a few things he needs to do, and there's a few pieces we need to add. But the future is awesome bright man it is bright with this kid like if we can put some pieces around him he's the type of guy that can can take you a long way and that's agree. the truth it, and and not everybody can say that there's about a hundred you know college teams out there that you know 10 of them can probably say that mm-hmm. and we got maybe one of those 10 guys that you go yeah with this guy you can do some things the other thing the other thing i just and i'm i'm probably too uh i, I sometimes get too wrapped up in this stuff but damn, that guy's impressive every time he talks. It's important, and and it's not phony. It's not an it's not an act. But like, do you see the whole? I didn't realize this. In I, I read this in Dirk's column that after every game, Martinez rushes out to make sure that he watches Scott Frost's press conference, and they asked Martinez why, and. Martinez said, quote, just stay on message. I want us to be one in that way. That's next level. That's such a good <laughs> answer. And it's such a smart thing. And so this guy, the, here's this, this much maligned quarterback that's been a, a lightning rod for conversations and what the hell and all this stuff. And, and then he shows flashes on the field where you go, wow. And then he shows flashes from an intangible standpoint that I just I, I think matter. And it's not to say that he hasn't struggled. He he has struggled at times. But damn, if we're gonna point out all the times he struggles, I still think we gotta point out all the times that he he plays well and does well. Oh, and that's why we're talking about him here. And I think that's why we're excited. We, we lost a game 
to a conference rival, and we are kind of excited because we just saw the future with this kid. We saw that it's still there. Right. That this kid can be the guy that turns everything around if we just give it time, give him pieces, like let the development happen. It's all still there. It's just it sucks right now that we're not getting W's, but that guy that guy just showed what he can do. Yeah. Okay, so uh we haven't even really got into the defense. Let's let's get into the defense cuz we've got we've talked about just kind of like the the turning point plays in the yeah. offense. What what did you see? So last week for the preview, yep, the preview pod episode which everybody needs to check out if you yes. haven't uh listened yet. Uh I said there's three things this defense needs to do to win this game. One, we got to be def- uh, disciplined, like yep. sound in your responsibilities, just doing your job, right? Two, we had to be more physical than we've been all year at the point of attack, especially on the D-line, you know, just holding that wave uh, on blockers. Last year, we were getting moved a lot, okay? And the third thing was tackle and wrap up. Those were the three things yep. we need to do. And you know what we did? We came out and we did two of those things. Yeah. We did two of the three, and it gave us a, a decent chance to win, but you know what we didn't do? We didn't tackle, tackle and yeah. wrap up. I mean, yeah, maybe the simplest of all three. We did the things that are probably, you know, what they quote unquote harder to do: be disciplined, be gap sound, yeah. hold up, hold yeah. up against yeah. Wisconsin. Like for the most part, we didn't. We got moved a couple of times, which is, I mean, you play in Wisconsin, but you know you what get, I mean? Like, yeah, but it wasn't near as badly as last year. Last year we were getting moved for just play after play. And this is without Davis and Darian Daniels. Yeah, so our backup guys. You know, Stilly and some of these guys, and even some of the true freshmen right, were a couple in there. Of, yeah, and even the Juco, uh, Jakeem Green, I think, yeah. got in there too. And-, and I don't even know if those guys did well, but they were in there. So that tells you something. But for the most part, watching it, I go, man, we were, we were in our gaps. We had chances. We just had some guys that just couldn't tackle. Love, you know, Boodle's been a tough dude for us this year. Everybody kind of said, like, he's a guy you can count on. And I think they moved him to safety, actually, this game. Yeah. But he just couldn't tackle. And, you know, there's a couple guys that just were just whiffing. And just like, you know, just a, there was just a handful of those that, like you said, the game came down to really a couple of plays. But we didn't give up any big plays to them other than the one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor yeah, he, did not get a run over 20 yards. Like, right. if you would have told me Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to get a, a run over 20, I think I would have said, I'll take. I'll, there's no way. Totally agree. I mean, because it's hard. Because with all that said, they did rush for 320 yards, and so you, you know you kind of go. It's it's a hard sell because Mo Berry Mo Berry after the game made the comment that he thought they actually did okay, and that got chewed up because of the stats. And it's you know, like they did do okay if they would have tackled. I, I would say they they would have done really well if they would have tackled because yeah. they didn't give up the big play with Taylor, which most teams give up. At least one of those. He right. he pounds, 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 and yeah, he busts a long one. Yeah. So what he did was he basically he kind of pounded on us and wore us down, but it was mostly just like from missed tackles. Right. And that's the part that I think is frustrating is we did our jobs about two-thirds of the way there, and it just wasn't like go finish it off, go you know tackle him, wrap up. It doesn't even matter if you get trucked over. Just don't let go. Right. And we were doing that stuff. We were throwing shoulders in there, and we weren't wrapping and grabbing. Because I, I, that's what happens with this guy. People just right. He he runs through arm tackles. They like, make business. The business decision is duck the shoulder and hit him, and it's not 
Right. That's a business decision. Hey, sure. business decision. Don't take it yeah. all in your face. <laughs> take it in your face and eat it. Yeah. I'd say I'd rather fall back and make the Bring tackle down than, than yeah. take the chance of whiffing like we have. I still think sometimes it's easy to forget that Deontay Williams got hurt after the first game of the year. I mean, Deontay Williams was starting at safety. Yeah. Like, you know, and you know, you're having to then move your back, your secondary guys around. Cam Taylor got hurt for a little bit. It's just been kind of that that's that that area has been challenging. For you know? for sure. I think if there's more than any other position I mean outside linebackers, the pass rush thing has been yeah. rough. But I think our safety play has been really the part that has been difficult. Cam Taylor's been doing all he's young uh, but he's been banged up trying to play. But really, that other spot's the one that's been like, ooh, we've, we've really needed somebody there that we haven't been able to find. Uh, how, we we got to talk about our favorite player, had, had the ultimate warrior, Garrett Pretty Nelson. I better, mean, there are a couple times he was sticking his head in there. Well, and I, and I, <laughs> I didn't know that Tyron Ferguson yeah, left the team. Okay, so yeah. I think that's pretty telling that, that Nelson gets a black shirt gets real PT like that. And that's what I'm good. To, I'm glad they, with the black, yeah, shirt, with the came, black shirt came real playing time. Yeah. They said, we're giving this to you because you're going to be out there and you've earned it. And maybe a guy that's not all in clearly. I mean, right. I, yeah, to, to leave the, you're a senior it, and you leave that. That's part of the, the, I think, and this is, this is a guess. This is a guess. I have I, I, no yeah. clue what's going on with this guy, but if you had to, if I had to make a bet, I'd go to Vegas and bet, hey, who's one of those culture guys that we probably uh, needed to, to to move on? How do you quit with three games left as a senior? I have no idea. Like, I, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I, I don't know, but, you know, I, I, I know this. Nobody's probably going to miss him. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're quitting at three, I mean, that's – I almost thought it was like I did. That was one of those when I saw that story. I had to like click on it and think that has to be like a typo or something. Yeah. What he's quit the team? What he's uh, he's? Jan- I what? think that's a direct uh, correlation to the ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior running around shaking the ropes a couple of times, and he goes, "I'm not doing that." I love the ultimate warrior. The ultimate uh, warrior did a pretty good job. You know, yeah. he he uh, for Even a young Millen calling the game goes. He goes, 44, I like this kid. He's got no idea what he's doing, but he, I like him. <laughs> Matt but Millen, some of Matt Millen's comments, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Matt, you've been watching film on the old, I was like, how many plays has he had? Like seven? Like, what are you talking about? I think he must have, they must have had like the, the media breakdowns. Like, this guy's a nut job. Yeah, or, like, or you had one, or in your your day before meetings. Yeah. You know, you ask about Nelson and Chinander or whatever, just like, oh, he's a warrior. He really, he's he really, an animal. He'll stick his head in there. And Milne's like, I like animals. I like yeah. animals. Let me write that down. Because I'm telling you, that's how stupid TV can be sometimes, where it's like you have these conversations with coaches, one thing catches your eye, and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm going to go with that. Um, all right, we're at about an hour. A couple of things. I, I want to reiterate, like, the, the other thing you talked about in the offseason, got to increase weapons uh, on the offense, got to work on red zone offense. They once again have to take another good hard look at special teams. Like, and I don't know what you know that world better than I do. I, I don't. I don't know what that even means. I think sometimes, um, I don't. I mean, special teams. Sip always has an interesting anecdote. He, go, he goes, "I always think special teams is a reflection of culture because it's a, it's a grind. It's like they're grinder plays, and yeah. that that I also think it's a reflection of depth." Depth is bet. I see. I, I'm a bigger believer in depth. I I don't think the culture's correct, but I also think like 
our depth is so low that some of these guys, like, we don't got good punters and kickers right now. I mean, they, these guys just don't, they don't make a lot of their kicks, and we don't seem to turn the ball over, like, turn the field over as yes. much with longer, deeper kicks, and, you know, untimely bad kicks, too. We've yeah. had so many of those punts when you, you shank it when you don't need it, and you kick it high and short. Right. Or out of bounds when you don't need it. It's like, that's just a, like, that's not good enough. Well, the problem is, too, is we've all been spoiled around here. The one thing that throughout the whole 15 plus years of, like, not winning a conference championship, the one thing Nebraska's, like, consistently had is, like, an elite kicker. Kyle Larson, Sam, Sam Coe. Uh, Sam Cook and um, Alex Henry, Alex Henry, Brett Maher. Maher. Yeah, like I those mean, guys were. We we always had all American punters and kickers. So so you know like you get you know it's the classic it's it's the classic position that you just take for granted until you don't have one. Yeah, but yeah, if I mean if this team had like a good punter and Alex Henry, like they may be a, like have one or two more wins. It, it's worth a win or two. I mean, I swear to God, I know that sounds you know. You, it, and that's not a lie though, Nick. I mean, that's that's why these guys, you know, like you might get guys in the pros that get drafted. That's and why the, I'm always the, you know people are like, oh, you never draft a kicker. I'm like, I, or you never waste a scholarship on a kicker. I'm like, I, I mean, if you got a really good one, oh, I, you I'll got, waste two scholarships I mean, on a kicker for yeah, a good one. I mean, you you got a you million know how many, corners. You know how many and, these I mean, bad like take the 2017 recruiting class, which we're going to keep going back. Yeah. <laughs> We had like 30, 20 scholarships. We got like two guys even on the team playing. Right. Like, use one of those on a good kicker. That's right. I'm always like, one of the. I'm one of those guys that is always get like, a good kicker. If don't you, don't it, tell me that those guys aren't important. Like, yeah, they they're never they never feel like they're quite as much a part of the team because they don't yeah, have to. I mean, it's easy. But you to know be what? Like, they're important. They're very don't important. tell me they're not important. They're very important. I before we get into the two year extension to kind of wrap it up with with uh, Frost. Don't know if you agree with agree with this. I think if Nebraska plays like they just did, and they get Wandale back and can get Darian Daniels back and all that, I think they're going to beat Maryland, and I think they got a decent shot to beat Iowa. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how we can sustain. I mean, to me, this was the offensive line and Martinez. That's all this was. Those two guys. Elevated this and, this and that week. elevated Mills, I suppose. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I think Mills is going to give you what Mills can give you. I think he's one of those guys you. Can, you I like count Mills. On. Like I, 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 I think, think he's a guy that you can count on. He's not Barry Sanders, but yeah, he's not going to go and you know he's not going to do what Wandale can do and sort of just make something out of nothing. Yeah. But he's going to if you give him an opportunity and there's you know he'll he's meat and potatoes totally. He's going to the old country buffet and he'll <laughs> say. What do you have there? I'll take some of those meat and potatoes. There we go. Got to be at Old Country Buffet by 4.30 sharp. Thanksgiving with nothing but turkey and mashed potatoes? Oh, God. Don't even tell people. This oh, is God. The time Bo, Bo Rude came to the Ba family Thanksgiving. This, is, uh, this should have been height urine. I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to make an appeal. I'd like to appeal to the court. This is Lord. skewed. It's been blown out of proportion. The Bob so, family holds it against me. You so this would have been when Barrett Barrett was playing at Colorado on Black Friday. So I I have to guess your whole family went to Boulder except you. And so of course the Bobs being your second family, of course you're going to come to Fremont and go to Grandma Grandpa Pat <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa Patty and Grandpa, Grandpa Al's house with us. And Bo being the guest of the Bob family at Thanksgiving. We're going to let him go first through the buffet line. 
And so there's a little pressure because literally the entire Ba family is watching Bo go through first. And so, you know, they had cut a bunch of pieces of turkey onto a plate, you know, for to scoop some onto your plate and then move on down the conveyor belt. When I say Bo (laughs) took 78% of the turkey that was on the plate and put it on his plate... That is not a lie. And my uncle Chip, of course, had the line as he's like, Bo, you're gonna you're gonna leave it eat for us? And oh. then the, the Ba family erupts in oh, laughter. Oh my god. And it is a standing tradition at the Ba family Thanksgiving where there's gonna be a Bo Rude turkey joke. Cause that's what happens. It's every year I get a text from somebody in the family. <laughs> is there any turkey left over there, wherever you're you at? Took, you took uh. so much turkey. And the amount of turkey that you took is it was a increased. lot. I mean, because I eat, I used to eat turkey and, and mashed potatoes. potatoes. That's <laughs> all I would eat. I eat meat and potatoes. I didn't believe in vegetables for a long time. Stuffing, I thought stuffing was for the birds. <laughs> I wanted how much turkey and potatoes and gravy could you eat? Oh, you ate so. And much. And then I'd maybe take a roll and you'd clean up yeah, you'd the, clean the her gravy. Up, you mop it. You, you mop, mop it and you just. And then you you have a big. I mean, you'd go play bumper pool. Oh man, (laughs) Grandpa and Grandpa Al would be in the corner, falling asleep, and his glasses would be on the top of his forehead. Yep, and they'd fall and hit him in the nose. He'd wake up and look around, go, "What? What is it? What is it?" And me and Nick would be in the corner, dying with laughter. And then he'd put him back up in his head, fall back asleep. And this would happen over and over. It was great, and it was just life was good. Yeah, was it not? It was the best. Ba family Thanksgivings. It's oh. the holidays are almost here. But how did we get? Oh, you said I Mills st- was meat and potatoes. He's meat and potatoes. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so I still I'm scarred by this now. So my 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 in laws now. I go to their house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they insist I go first, and I go. You have PTSD. I never. I will never go through the line first. Now you. I'm back of the line. I go. I go. I've had a bad experience. This. You guys go first. <laughs> I go. I'll take what's left. And then I go. It's almost better to be the last one because then you're not like, then you can kind of take a lot you don't and have, no one's going to say anything. Hey, you're not going to be the butt of jokes for, the, for years yeah, running. I mean, we're going on 20 years-ish tw- of you oh, being God. a Thanksgiving joke to us. You understand that? Uh, it was a great Thanksgiving. It was. A hell, maybe it was, one, my fa- it was one of the better Thanksgiving. I want to say maybe life. my favorite ever. We, it, was a, it was just a great day. We played horse. Backyard a, horse. Backyard oh. as a family. Go play horse. It was just was... Everything about that day was fantastic. It was an, it oh, was it was an a old day. fashioned Nebraska oh, Thanksgiving so up in good. Fremont, Nebraska. It was folks. so good. Oh. Um, okay, to wrap it up, there was the announcement a couple hours before the kick that Scott Frost received a two year extension. And of course, so he had a seven year deal. He was he had five years left. He gets the two year extension. And you know you get the cynical people that are like, "Oh my God, oh, geez, oh, I can't believe they're really handing extensions based on how this went." It's like, well, I, I mean, I think number one, there clearly is something about the the coaching world with extensions, with recruiting, and all that stuff that matters. But I also think it you know it it sends a message to everyone that like this is this is the guy. And then even I thought Frost, after, I don't know if you listened to his post game, he had a great answer to it that like Frost reiterated, like, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I am not leaving until I get this thing right. Oh, let me ask you this. Do you think that was the right move for the university? Yeah, I guess. I don't, I mean, to me, it's like, I think the optics of it, I didn't like the timing of it, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I thought, I don't, I don't, 
on one hand, I can understand if you do it right before the game, if the, the game can gobble up all the headlines and you forget about it. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, you had a bye week. You could have done it throughout then. I thought the timing of it was interesting. Mm-hmm. But do I agree with it? Yeah, I agree with it because I think he's the guy. So, I mean, when you when you think someone's the guy, the, any anything that reflects that, I'm going to be okay with. Yeah. Um, well, what do you – I mean, what do you think? Cause, so – Because I was actually – before I said, do we want to get into this? And you said, yeah. I mean, I, I don't so, – So my initial thought was – it's a 100% a recruiting tool right now. That that move was. That that move was saying, "Hey, this guy's going to be here." But even you just saying that, like I started thinking about who are the two coaches that just got fired, right? Yep. The the guy from Arkansas uh, and the guy from yeah, Florida State, Chad, Willie yeah, Taggart. Yeah. Willie Taggart's from uh, Florida State. Yeah. And they were second-year coaches. We have two Florida State commits on campus this weekend. So that makes me think even more that that's the case, that it is a 100% message to recruits. I know yes. what I know what's going on, what happened at Florida State. I know what happened at Arkansas. You no, know, it's a good point. This guy's not in that situation. This guy's not only got a runway, we added two more years to that runway. So if you're that Florida State recruit or these JUCO guys going, uh, yeah, but this guy's they haven't had a good year. Maybe he's getting canned next year if it doesn't go well. That's the message to recruits is, no, no, no. Look over, look at what we did here. This is two more years. That means there's no way he's getting fired yeah, it's a good for point three years. Because it's easy to, uh, of course, people like me and you and anybody that lives in Lincoln and Omaha and in the state and it's in it understands that, yeah, this guy ain't going anywhere, you know? Yeah. But if you're Joe Schmo, defensive back recruit or whatever – you don't know that. I mean, you don't. You're not in. No, you don't understand what that what what really it's like. And as you said, you look over and see two second year coaches get fired. And I've always told people, and this was one of the things that I would always like. I, I thought one of the things that hurt Nebraska basketball for a long time, and I thought it hurt Pelini too, was nothing. You know what's recruiting repellent is head coaching uncertainty. Bingo. If if recruits look at a situation. And they think even if for a second that coach might not be there for very much longer, they'll they'll just say, No, I, I don't want to even even if they like it, they'll be like, That's too that's too shaky of a situation for me to wanna get on board with. Yeah. So you're right. So maybe it's just even though because because for me, I, I saw it and I'm like, my cause sometimes you get caught caught in your own bubble of like, well, of course he's not gonna get fired. Why I mean, yeah, who who wants his but like like we're saying, those recruits maybe don't they, know. They announced it why those guys are here, right. probably with them in the room. Who knows? Frost, right? like, signed the contract. Yeah. Like in a- I mean, that that's a little bit it, – it's for show. I mean, but that's what you're doing. The, these recruiting sessions, it's dog and pony show. I mean, you are doing oh, – yeah. you're doing whatever you can to separate yourself from, another, from these other schools and – to convince people that this is the right place for you, and any more, and your point about the coaching, like the coaching, I couldn't agree more. Like that is recruiting when repellent. You, when you think this guy might be gone, if it's even close, you're not going to that school it's, because it's, it's not. You well, turnover with the, the coach you want to go to. Not only is it not even close, you're not going to that school. Sometimes you won't even get a visit. You'll be like, no, I don't. I'm, you know, I only get so many visits. I only get so like, if I think there's a chance that that guy's not going to be there, no way. And anymore, that's a huge thing in like this day and age of college football 
and even Big Time College Basketball where people, like coaches get get fired and move on fast. And let's be honest, what has Nebraska developed a reputation for a little bit is like firing coaches. Yeah. And again, and you for, know, do you know who we're, we're competing against right now? So in our little 500, you know, 500 mile well, bubble, radius, right? Yeah. We're competing against those teams, but even on a national, like, you know, cause we're a national program. Yeah. But on a national scale, California, Texas, Florida. Uh, SEC, Florida, the guys that are going to come to the Big Ten, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Minnesota. Are you talking in the West? Let's let's take out Michigan. Let's just do Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. Those three. Those guys have head coaches that are secure. Right. So if our head coach is not secure, I mean, it's a coin flip some, with some of these kids, who, which one of these schools they're going to go to. Mm-hmm. They're like, I really like Minnesota. I really like Nebraska. Wisconsin or us. It's, it comes down to like, oh, man, I like them both. Um, if it's a question of is our coach going to be there, we'll lose every time in that battle. So I think that's a, such a smart move the more I think about it. Because it's in the end, it's just I mean, whether, it's, it's you all, can do yeah. whatever you want, but the optics of it are really positive. Yeah. No, I'm so glad we talked about this because I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw it, I thought, okay, the timing of it seems kind of almost like you're inviting the cynical a holes to have comments yeah, on but it. You are you are but, competing against PJ Fleck, who just took another extension. Right, but the and the thing that I'm also glad we're talking about is like it, it got me out of my bubble of like, you know, I mean, again, I saw it. and I'm like, well, of course, he, like, yeah. of course, he's not going anywhere. But again, from the outside, the outside world doesn't know that. You know, yeah, like been- when I host that national Fox Sports radio show on on the weekends when I'm now not doing basketball. I'll talk to the producers back in LA and you know, cause we're talking a lot of college football on Saturdays and like off the air, one of them asked me, he's like, Hey, is, is, is frost. Okay. Like is frost going to get, is he going to survive this? And I was like, yeah, he's going to survive this, but you forget from the outside world anymore. When people struggle, like that's a thing. The Arkansas. So, so Taggart at Florida, Chad State Morris, and, and I think Chad Morris at Arkansas, that, Frost is being judged against them. Like he's saying, these are all second-year coaches. They've lost a bunch of games, and they're out. Yeah. And so Frost, on a national level, is lumped in with them because people don't know any better. But here locally, we understand this has to be the guy. He yeah. is unquestionably the most qualified and the best candidate we can possibly get here. That's so, why when you asked me, like, are you okay with it? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm like – I'm, I, got, I told you on Wednesday, I'm married to him. Yeah. There I, is I, no, like, right now, if my wife to him is like, are, you want to add two years to our marriage? I'm like, yeah. I mean, we're married. Like, what do you, what yeah. do you mean? Yeah, yeah let's like, add it. Sure, let's, whatever. Like, we're married. Like, I am married to Mr. Guns Frost, so, like, I of course I'm okay with it. But, Mr., you're going to cheat on with Mr. Hands. Big Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Mr. Big Hands, dog. I just went, oh, I was so distracted by <laughs> He had man hands. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I want you to meet Frost and just uh, he had some mitts on. He looked like if he if he was in the UFC and he caught you. Those big fighters that you know the the good fighters have big heavy hands. So they punch you. That that's why I like cinder block hands. My hands are not meant for knocking people out. They're just not, bro. Now you got to have those big. They're meant for shooting threes. For wetting threes, and that's about it. 
That's, that's about it. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. Just about it. <laughs> uh, so, did we miss anything? What do we miss? Let's I think go to, that was. You go around the horn and go to Tony Reality. Like, where would we mess up? Nick, I'd say we've had some uh, some goofy, crazy moments on the. Uh, but I think this was maybe as well executed. As we, the podcast as we executed. Had. We may be down thirty four fourteen right now. We didn't win the game. Our podcast is but down. We blocked them up good. We did what we needed to do we to put our what we put our podcast in position to be successful. Next year, I'm telling you, next year's our year. We just gotta we gotta get some better <laughs> microphones. <laughs> Work on a few different get things. Some better microphones. That's it. You know, that's all we need to do. Okay, just you know, go out there. We'll get some guests. We're gonna get some guests. We next got a long year. runway with this pod yeah. to take off. Nick, I didn't you know want- what. I'm, I'm Are you going to offer me? I'm going to offer you an I'm extra two-year two extension, extension with the Nick, the Nick Bob Bob podcast. podcast. Let me sign, sign that right that there. up. Okay. All right. There we Deal. go. All right, my friend. Well, we have two more games left. Hopefully three. Hashtag here's for a warm weather bowl game to break out. I mean, you just usually December is when you hide the guns. Now I'm going to be doing beach. curls for frost. Every day, just to make sure that I am mirroring his guns. We got our, we got, we started with curls. All right, my friend, let's wrap it up. Curl it out. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Don't worry, you never miss an episode. That'll do it for us. Bo Rude, I'm Vic Boss, saying (laughs) so long, everybody. (laughs) A Parkville Media Production.